Gordon, I know you're busy, and I appreciate you carving out time to talk to us about it. There's a lot to learn from the election in Taiwan this uh, past weekend. Were you nervous that it might drift away from a a democracy and, and that the Taiwanese people could vote in somebody more sympathetic to Beijing? I was really concerned. You know, in Taiwan, they have a 10-day blackout period where no poll results may be released. And I was concerned that China's election interference would just ramp up and maybe change minds. Also, there were this is a three-way race. There was one pro-Taiwan candidate. There were two pro-China candidates. And I was worried that the two pro-China candidates might actually merge and the voters sort of decide to vote for only one of them. And, you know, that was also uh, a worry for people. So is it possible that the the two pro-China candidates kind of canceled each other out and helped the pro-Taiwan, pro-democracy candidate win? I think that that's a real possibility. William Lai of the Democratic Progressive Party, the pro-Taiwan candidate, got a little bit more than 40 percent of the vote. So if it were only a two-way race... Then, you know, the question is, how would it stack up? I think Lai would have still won because many of the people for the third candidate, um, Ko Wen-jae of the Taiwan People's Party, was actually um, not as pro-China as um, he was cracked up to be. So we really don't know how his voters would have gone. And many of those voters really weren't voting on China. They were voting on other issues. So it would be really interesting if they if they could rerun the race with only the top two. Well, I'm glad they're not going to, because uh, I, I think I understand the value of a democracy in Taiwan. But as people in America, as residents of this region, Philadelphia and Jersey and Delaware, why do we care about Taiwan remaining as a free nation? Oh, a number of reasons. First of all, if you want to have a cell phone, you better want Taiwan to be free. But there are other reasons. First of all, for more than a century, Taiwan has been our Western defense perimeter. We do not want the Chinese Navy and Air Force surging into the Pacific, and Taiwan helps prevent them from doing that. Plus, also, there's this whole issue of our form of governance. China is trying to destroy democracy around the world, and if they were able to take over Taiwan— That would be a big advance for them. Uh, So it's important. And by the way, after years of disastrous Biden policy, Taiwan has become the test of American credibility and resolve. So our democracy would be very much in danger. Our country would be in danger if China actually won. But the people of Taiwan who are in themselves, you know, they only live like 110 miles away from China. There's only 23.5 million of them. They said, look, I'm not afraid of China. So the question that the American people should have, Mike, is why is Biden, the, you know, the leader of the most powerful nation in history? Why is he intimidated by China's Xi Jinping? Oh, that's a great question. Well, you know, a lot of us have opinions that there may be uh, some close monetary and family ties that uh, make that decision for Joe Biden. Gordon, you and I talked weeks ago about this election and how at that time there was concern China was going to make a move militarily to bring Taiwan back into the fold, as they say it's inevitable. And you told me that, hey, wait until you see what happens with the election, because if China can 
bring Taiwan back without firing a shot by getting one of their choices for leader in there, then that's a good thing for them. Is, is Taiwan now at greater risk because a pro-democracy candidate has won that election? Well, I think the answer is yes, but only slightly, because even if one of the pro-China candidates were elected, um, Beijing would still threaten to annex it, and they'd still threaten to use force. And the reason is that because the people in Taiwan, they identify themselves not as Chinese, but as Taiwanese, no president of a democratically you know, elected country can surrender to another. And so because even a pro-China president can surrender Taiwan, I think China could very well decide that they're going to use force, even though they have a friendly president in place. So this is a very complicated situation. But the point, Mike, is bottom line, this is a China question. It has nothing to do with Taiwan, in a sense. China wants it. China's an aggressor. And China's going to move on Taiwan. And if they were ever get it, they would move on Japan and they would move on the United States. They want everything in the world. Yeah, China's got a long arc in their plan of world domination. They're trying to do it on several fronts. And that's why I always keep an eye on it. Uh, Gordon, you also made mention in some of your posts on Twitter X that China is a great example in terms of how they run their elections. What can we learn from China's elections? Yeah, Taiwan's election. Um, I mean, Taiwan's election, yes. Everyone votes on the same day. You know, everyone votes in person. And they vote on paper ballots. And those paper ballots are put into a clear plastic box. Everybody can see that it's empty before the voting starts. And the votes are counted in the presence of everybody. So everybody has a tally. You don't have government workers in a sealed room counting ballots, or you don't have ballots counted on a machine who God knows what algorithms they have. So these are these elections. It is impossible to cheat during the counting phase. Hmm. You know, it is almost impossible to cheat in any other phase of, of the Taiwan elections, too. These are fair elections. They are we're almost fraud free. I mean, they're almost perfect. I mean, if Taiwan can do it, why can't we do it? The answer is because we have two political parties that, uh, depending on the circumstances, don't want to have the public see the counting of ballots. Yeah, that's a very important point. I, I love that that specific example of how Taiwan handles its elections. I wish everybody would say to their elected officials, can we just stop? with the mail-in ballots, with the computer scan ballots, and let's go back to paper ballots. Taiwan does it. I think India does it, do they not? I think so, Mike. I'm not sure. Uh, now, I know France does it. This is very it. simple. You know, this is low-tech and it works. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of low-tech in this situation. All right, Gordon, is there anything else on, on your um, horizon that you're watching, you're monitoring, that we need to be aware of today? I think the important thing is that the Houthi militia are still attacking vessels in the Red Sea. This is after a couple of counterstrikes by the United States, which means that um, although the results of those were devastating, um, Biden policy is in free fall in the Middle East. This is a so war that's going to spread. It's going to war that's going to escalate. And I think China is watching because China is actually fueling the militants here. 
They're paying for this thing, and they're supplying weapons. So effectively, if China's buying Iranian oil, they are paying for Iran to arm the Houthis, and those missile attacks on the commerce happening in the Red Sea are going to have massive implications on the economy here and everywhere. And so this does all go back to China because they're the ones who are feeding the beast. Is that the correct uh, conclusion? That's absolutely correct. China's purchases of Iranian oil in the first nine months of last year was 60% above that in 2017. 2017 is important because that was the last year before the Trump administration reimposed sanctions on the purchase of Iranian oil. There would be no war in the Middle East if China weren't paying for it. There would be no more there'd be no war in the Middle East if China wasn't supplying the weapons. Wow. Just think about that, people. There'd be no war in the Middle East if China were not bankrolling it and not paying for the weapons through Iran. Gordon Chang, always a a great education whenever we talk. I so appreciate you. I encourage people, follow Gordon on Twitter, X, Gordon G. Chang, Gordon G. Chang. Thank you again, my friend. Thanks, Mike, and stay safe.